Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello, Shanna. How are Hi, you? Hi, Janice. I'm good. I'm so excited to be back. It's been, uh, it feels like forever, but I'm excited. Yes, I took, a, I took a little vacation in between our uh, week one of recording and week two. I'm already <laughs> taking vacation time. It's not a good sign. Well, I'm glad you're back because I have been dying to talk to you about Jane, uh, Jane um, Eyre, and I am... I think Ready. we set a goal of like every two chapters we would discuss it, and now we've read like, well, you finished the book and I'm almost done with it. So I couldn't help we, it. <laughs> it's okay. I completely understand. I would have done the same to you. So <laughs> I said, you know what's funny? I was like, I want to do this slow. Remember, I said to you, I was, yes. let's just do yes. this slow. I want to yes. savor it. But then as I got towards the, um, you know, towards the good part, I just kept going. And yes, going. I told you. Because when we had spoken last time, I was like ready to tell you everything. And you're like, um, I actually didn't. I'm like, I don't know if I can hold it in. I don't know if I can you know, not finish. And I was like, yeah, it was it was bad. But then I went on vacation with my children and didn't get a spare moment to read that book. We read books, but not, not I didn't get a full It was not that. And, and it needed my full attention. So I was like, I will have to wait until I get back. So what did you read? I have not finished. Um, so we were actually starting Little House on the Prairie. Well, we did Little House in the Big Woods. We yep. finished that one. And we started Little House on the Prairie, which I have not read these books since I was very little oh. and i did not remember all the gory details of these books <laughs> i mean i know that they grew up on like the wild frontier but i honestly was like putting this on for the i we played an audiobook i was putting it on for the kids before bed and i was like oh this might not be the best bedtime story <laughs> it was like how to make head cheese and Making a balloon out of a pig's bladder. Yes, it I was a lot of the pig's bladder. It's like, oh my goodness, times oh, are really. Do you remember the pig's tail? How they no. like loved eating the pig's tail, and they oh. like would, you know, let it. They were cooking it. It was just they go into like detail of like butchering this pig, which was their pet. Before oh, they, my like, goodness. butchered it. Like, it was like, and we love our pig, and then now it's And now we're going to eat him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my children thought of this. They were like, and my mom thought we had to listen to this, and it brought her back to her youth. What kind of a childhood did she have? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because um, I started it, but I, I never finished it. But I do remember what I loved Probably was there was a, a chapter where they were... Um, they had a dance, like Paul had a dance. Remember, like yes. it was like they. I think was it that the neighbors came over? It was he, actually their family. They did it with their family, yes. like the aunts and uncles and the grandparents and the cousins. Yes, yes. It, it was like yeah. for the it was like winter or for the holidays or something. It just yeah, felt I so nice. Yeah, I think it was nice. almost kind of like a Thanksgiving type of thing. Yes, yeah, and was, and he like he either he, he, he played the, the guitar fiddle. or the fiddle, the fiddle. The fiddle. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I felt like I felt it, and I think like the girls were dancing and. Um, yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, the highlights of their whole life was, like, their father coming home yep. and telling them stories. Yes. Which is what they had. And then him playing his fiddle. And, yes. like, they would sometimes go to sleep listening to him play. And I'm like, oh, that is kind of nice. It like, is kind of nice. It's so it's simple. simple. Yes, yeah. so simple. The I'm simple like, life. I pop my kids in front of the TV, and I'm like, here's your story time. And, <laughs> That's not uh, true. You read to them. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> I do, but I definitely am like, I need a break. This is Paw Patrol going to tell you a story now. <laughs> but that, you know, I do remember. I and, you, and for some reason, one of the scenes that stood out in my head was like they had to uh, make like a hole in the ground to store like their food in the yes, winter, right? Yes, that was like their like refrigeration and they would salt a lot of things to preserve yes. it so it wouldn't go bad. I gotta tell you, yeah. I learned a lot from that. From that. I mean, <laughs> I me too. You. If ever you know, we completely go back into the dark ages, we're ready. We're ready. We know how to we solve the little it. house I mean, in listen. the big woods. <laughs> I might have to go back and finish it so I can be prepared. 
You know, it's funny because I was enjoying, I don't know what the boys thought of it. Every time actually I put on the audiobook, they started to cry because it was like letting them know it was bedtime. Okay. So I don't think that gave them a good, <laughs> a good taste for it. They would have enjoyed this if it wasn't meant, if it didn't mean we were going to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now you make me want to go back and finish it. I may have to, um, I may have to look that up. Because I, 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 the last thing I remember was like, I think he went away and they'd, one of the girls thought they saw a bear in the woods. Am I making that up? No, you're right. Oh my yeah. goodness, I did. Yeah. Maybe it, it, yeah. listen, it's listen. It really stuck book, in your memory. I'm about to say, you think a book doesn't have an impact on you, but I sure remember a lot. I do remember that pig's bladder balloon thingy. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get a lot of Jane Eyre done, but I learned a lot about that. So <laughs> now back to Jane Eyre. Now back to Jane. Thank you. <laughs> so what did we what did we talk about last? I feel like it was before, before her engagement. <laughs> Good luck Do you with remember remembering that? what that was. <laughs> I think we talked okay. about. All right. So let's. Talk about Jane Eyre, because I've been waiting for this, Shanna, patiently waiting, impatiently waiting. <laughs> so I was really annoyed at Mr. Rochester, mm. like very annoyed mm. throughout the whole thing, because I felt like he was really just leading her on, mm. knowing her moral scruples, knowing that she would never do what he was asking her to do if he had asked her to do it. Um, so that bothered me because I'm like, he knew where she stood. He knew what she would say. And because of those reasons, he did not tell her his secret. And that bothered me because I was like, if you really love her, why would you do that? You know, I should feel that way, Shanna, but I felt, I don't know, sympathetic to him. Well, I did after then he tells his story. So after she finds out you're married and I can never be your wife and now my whole dream is ruined. Um, Oh, and the whole freaky thing of his wife coming into the room and tearing up her wedding veil and all of that. And then he, I did, I did not like that part when he tried to say, yes, when he lied to her. He's and like, oh, I was like, oh, that was great. Yes, I did not like yeah. that. The, and then, yeah, that was and he was like rushing her to the chapel. Like, we've got to yeah, go. Yeah, that was he a little weird. Like, on their wedding day, yeah. he was like ruining it because he was being crazy. So that was all very odd. But then you do feel bad for him when you hear how he was tricked into this marriage. Yes. And how, like, he's a prisoner now of this life. And in some ways, he made the right decision because he treats this woman with dignity, even though she's insane. Yes. He could have easily, like he said, I could have put her at my other home where it's, you know, damp and she would have died within, you know, no time from being ill. And like, he made sure that she was well taken care of. So I could, he kind of, you know, kind of makes up for it. And he really thought, maybe once I tell you all this, like, it'll change your mind. But I think in the back of his head, he knew. Yeah. Otherwise, he would have told her. Like, he would have told her if he thought there was a chance she would have understood and still married him. But he knew she would never be a mistress. No. <laughs> and you, she has too many scruples. Yes. But, you know, it's interesting because although he, it's like the things that he loved about her. There was one scene where he's like. He know he knew that it was the right thing that she had that that she had to. I think this was after she left, and he's like he knew because it was like all the things that he loved about her. If she was to stay, right. you know that would he yeah. would and lose. And she that. said that to yeah. him. She said, "If I stayed, you would have no respect for yes. me, and then I'd become like the other women yes. he was interested." Yes, and she was right. But then she practically dies because she's wandering with not a penny to her name. I know. And has to be a beggar, basically. And then the funny thing is, this woman, and well, actually it was a man. The man lets her into this home, and the uh, the maid that works there accuses her of being a beggar. And she gets indignant. Like, how dare you call me that? Meanwhile, you were like half dead on her doorstep saying, can I have bread and a place to stay? And then she was like, how dare you speak to me in this way? And I'm like, I mean, really? Can you even say that? You know, wait, before... I thought that was before I Before I talk about that with you, I wanted to just tell you there was one part that I wrote down that I loved. And this was when he told her his whole story. And she, he said, will you ever forgive me? And she yeah. says, reader, I forgave him at the moment and on the spot. On the spot. And she's like, yeah. I forgive him all, yet not in words, not outwardly, only at my heart's core. It's like, oh, I felt her. I like felt, you know, like yeah. that's how deeply she loved him. Like she really, really 
I really felt like she did forgive him. Like I, I, you know, like I love this man. I know that he didn't really mean to hurt me. Like I really feel like what he did was scrupulous. I love that she loved him so much, but she respected herself more because yeah. I think that just speaks volumes. Yes. Like I think it's difficult in in a relationship, not even just from this book, but I think in relationships. When you love somebody so much, sometimes you're willing to lose yourself or let go of things. Yes. And she, she was it. not. She and was not. And I'm just not. like, whoa. Yes. Everybody needs to be a little bit more Jane Eyre. She, uh, yes. <laughs> she was not willing to. And it was hard. It was hard. You could feel like as the, as, um, you know, the author was telling you, just telling you what was going on in her head. You can feel that conflict of, that she really wanted to stay, yeah. you know, but how do you yeah. go? It's like, how do you? leave this love that you so desperately wanted your whole entire life and now that you have it you know to let that go uh to let that go because uh you standing on principles and that is that was very brave and very i was i felt conflicted with her like oh jane but i also felt i also felt conflicted for um mr rochester because he I don't think he got a fair shot in life either. Not to excuse no. his behavior. No, but. his brother and his father treated him despicably. Yeah. And it was like, just get him out of the way, get him some money, and he's not our problem anymore. Exactly. And the, and the funny thing and is, they, knew. they both died. I'm like, well, that's what you did. Yes, and that's, it was interesting because, yes, they knew that Bertha yeah. was, uh, and a very interesting Crazy. name too, but Bertha was... <laughs> Um, that she was ill, that she was mentally ill, that they just were thinking yeah. about her 30,000 pounds. And I mean, and it does say the father did not realize it was as bad as it was because when he called to say, please don't tell the relations I've gotten married because she will be a disgrace to your name. And so the father does not tell anybody. Yes. But I think he says, you know, he did not realize how bad it was. So, I mean, to, I guess, you know, yeah. he thought, oh, she's a little crazy, but like he didn't know that she was like, insane and i wonder if during that time shanna like uh you know how the father gave everything to the eld to the oldest son it reminded me mm-hmm. of i remember you were saying before there were a lot of biblical references you know like in in the older times like uh you know you leave everything to the first son like all the blessings yep. go to the first son yep. i'm like well couldn't he have split it up like why did he have to leave all of it and he said it could have, but he didn't want to split up his property. Yeah. So he, that's why he decided to give it all to the one. I'm like, and look what happened. It, he ended up, yeah. they, they both, uh, him and, his, and the oldest son didn't even live in, live long enough. It all ended up going to Edward. Yeah. But then he, then he's, he's, I don't know. There was something I want to, you, you want to dislike Mr. Rochester, but you just, I don't know. There's something about him. I you just, feel bad and, for him. Yeah. Yeah, you just, feel like he's a tortured soul. You do feel like he's a tortured soul. And I guess I have a And the a thing soft is, spot. he tells you too, like, I was 19 or something like that when this happened. Like, he was, he was so young. young. Yes. And now it's like, this is his life. And I'm thinking there was like something this. going on in his family. Like, like he wasn't as loved as that older. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'm making that up. But I get a sense that he didn't have, like, this great childhood either. Yeah. I think he didn't. Like, he didn't have a good relationship with his father. Um, Maybe that's why him and Jane understood each other. They were both desperate for somebody to just see them and love them. Yes. And yeah. she saw him, you know, like the other, yeah. the other woman, I can't remember her name. Um, you know, the, uh, the lady who came to stay with him. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, we knew that she didn't love him. She was just all about the money, but Jane, yep. it is so fun. I love how they talk. Like they could be so honest. She could just say, um, you're ugly, yeah. you know. He's like, no, yeah. you're ugly. <laughs> oh, you're plain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we still love each keep other. Keep calling her. Keep calling her my elfin creature. I, know. Like, oh, I don't know how I feel about I, that. I think it was beautiful that you know they saw beyond the out the the outside. You know, like they yep. were able to look, and so the fact that she let that go, um, I thought that was so brave of her. You know, yeah. every other story you Especially read. when she had no prospects. It wasn't like, oh, I'll go. Like, she had nothing. nothing. Yes, she had. Oh, and then Shanna, when she, remember, she took the, um, she took the, the, uh, the, the, tr- the ride, the carriage ride to, you know, to leave. And then she left all mm-hmm. her clothes and stuff on the, I know. on the trail. So now where you are, um, she goes to the, she was, it was funny how she was um, speaking to how she kind of chastising the maid, um, yeah. but, <laughs> but she was a little, you know, um, 
unfriendly. But I guess, you know, strangers in that time, too, I guess, you know, you'd be probably not too keen. And I think position also mattered so much then, like your title, your position, like those things are not as relevant nowadays. And the fact that she's like, I'm a refined woman, you know, it's like, (laughs) oh, okay, well. She was. You you were laying on the stoop (laughs) about to die, so sorry if I didn't recognize that. (laughs) I I I thought I thought the sisters the two sisters were lovely like you know they were just yeah. they were just so welcoming to her you know I don't know what happened to that brother he was a I wonder girl. because he came he's he they were all you know raised in the same house but he was very stern and had different standards he for his sisters He wanted to punish himself like that was his whole goal was to like I am set apart to God and I don't want to be but I must and like he was just like miserable and she constantly commented on the fact that he looked tormented and like he just was like going through life very unhappy and he wanted to be a missionary and nothing seemed to be working and like and she was like well you know why don't you just marry her and then he's like I can't because she won't make a good missionary's wife and and he really was in love with this woman but he could not marry her because he knew she would not compliment his position and then she's like well then just walk away from it and he was like what I can't do that you know so like it was just he was just trying to like make his life more difficult than it had to be I'm like why can't you just accept what's in front of you instead of Making it like it, nothing else seemed to be going. Like I felt like he was fighting against God instead of working with him. It's so you know. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, you know, it's it's what your interpretation of God is, and he yeah, actually like had a uh, Sinjin is his name or Saint John. Sinjin. Yeah. Uh, he his relationship to God was was like that work. Like you have to earn. Yeah. You have to earn yep. God's love. So I, I'll earn it by saying, being a missionary. Like, Yep, he kept saying, like, oh, a little bit of pleasure now won't be worth my eternal soul. And, like, he was just really, like, stuck on the fact that, like, he had to work his way to heaven. But, you know, he didn't have time for nothing along the way. What I thought was interesting was that he felt that that was that was his path and that was Jane's path. um, Yep. But not his sister's. Did you catch that? Like his. He didn't feel like. So I wondered. I didn't really understand him truly because I would I was thinking like someone that felt that strongly would feel everyone would need to walk that walk. Like what was what was so different about Jane that she felt like she couldn't she couldn't have the same, you know, like she wanted to when she wanted to just when she got the money, you know, to relax a little bit, you know, and yeah. And he was like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> you know, and, but it was okay for his sisters. And, just- and I, it really bothered me that he found out her whole story. And instead of coming to her like a normal person and being like telling her the news, yes. he hung out for a long time, just hanging out. And she's trying to make small talk and he's not talking really. Yes. And then she's like knows there's something off about him and she keeps like trying to get him to talk and then finally he's like i have a story to tell you and he like tells her her whole life story and he's like oh isn't it so weird this person and you have so many parallels and it's like he plays this weird game the whole time yeah like just say it like you know it's her obviously yeah that's why you came to her at a weird time in the middle of a storm like The whole thing was. I just did not like his character. Like there was, I just could not. I could not feel anything. Like you know how Mr. Rochester, he's not that right either in his actions. That you felt, you know, some kind of uh, feeling, you know, some uh, empathy for him. But I felt nothing, (laughs) nothing at all for Ascension. But he, he, he was, and you know what was interesting in that scene, Shanna is he all she her first question was. How is Mr. Rochester? Oh my yep. goodness, I yep. love that. Oh, yep. this is like the to me, this is like the best love story ever. You know, and then he's like, "Oh, I don't know anything about it." Like, you know, and she's like asking about the guy who gave him the letter, and he's like, "Oh, he wouldn't know he anything would, about I, it." And like, no, she was just, like, "Oh, you're just being so annoying. Like, you can't help anybody anywhere." <laughs> I love that. 
I that was like the first thing because I think she found out that she had the money. Was that the conversation? Where she, yes, and it's yes. like she got the inheritance. The inheritance yeah. and is and she. It's like that's not even on her mind. She's just like, how yep. is he? Oh my goodness! Yep. It's like, oh, I loved it. I loved it. I love that the love was true. That it wasn't just something that she, you know, I left and my life is going on. And you know, I, it was, you know, not that your life shouldn't go on, but she really still deeply cared for him even though she set this new she's in this new life and decided to live this life yeah and i feel like she set her mind to be content in it like there was times where she was very unhappy and she like set herself straight of being like nope this is my lot in life and i'm going to be make the best of it like yeah and you know it's interesting like i i was um there was one of the questions um the book, the version of Jane Eyre that I'm reading, it's by Karen Swallow Pryor. And so she has some questions on it. And she she made us think, one of the questions was, how would you compare Sinjin with um, Helen? Because, you know, Helen was oh, okay, very yeah. deeply, you know, yep. real, uh, deeply her religious, religious yep. and her belief in God. But I didn't get like I didn't find them very similar, you know? No, like, me neither. In her, and I think in her life, you felt like, heaven like you it was a positive it was exactly like this is like everything was leading towards this wonderful thing whereas he's he's so focused on like self self like um deprival like he needs to deprive himself in order to be worthy of heaven where she doesn't you know she doesn't talk about no and she's and she didn't deprive herself like she enjoyed reading and talking and you know making friends and you know like she but she it was just it was in her behavior like when things happened that you know you could see what that she had morals you know yeah but um sinjin had morals too but i just i don't know i just could not connect with him I thought he. Yeah, I feel like he was just too self righteous. Yeah, I I couldn't connect with him, but I, and then when he wanted uh, Jane to go with him to be a missionary, I just kept thinking, why Jane? Like he was just like he just felt like what was it about Jane that made him think that he could just? I think he thought like, oh, we're both tortured souls, and like we'll make it. Like, I don't know, like, that's our lot in life. Like, that's what we've been given. Yeah. And this is how we're supposed to live. Yeah. Instead of trying to make your situation better. Yes. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But that's as, that's as far as I've gotten. So I can't really All speak right. So, yeah. Further. So we'll, we'll, we, we'll, we won't go any <laughs> further. But I, can I just say, I, okay. I found one thing to add to my commonplace book because I've been dying to put something in there. And, um, it was from, it was from, it was when he asked Jane, Sinjin asked Jane to be a teacher. Yeah. And he said to That was her, a weird conversation. He said, what will you do with your accomplishments? And she, he says, with what, with the largest portion of your mind, sentiments, taste. She just goes, save them till they are wanted. They will keep. Oh, I yes, love that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's so funny. As soon as you started talking, I knew exactly you what you were going to reference. Yes. Yep. I was yep. like, oh my goodness, I, I love like, that. What a way to put it. I yeah. know, she's like... I, like, I just pictured her, like, putting it on a bookshelf. Like, all right, I'll come back to this when I need yes, it. Like, I don't know. it's true. You know, you know, when I think about Shanna, you know, like, sometimes people think... You know, like if you're, uh, you know, you're educated and you could go out and make a, a good living, but you choose to stay at home with your kids, you know, it's yes, like, and it's yes, like, like you're wasting, like you're wasting right, home. exactly. So it made me think of that as like, uh, I would say, totally say that, you know, like that's the thing you would say and then you would just kind of turn your back and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Save them till yeah, they are yeah. wanted. They will keep. Okay. And they sure yeah. will. Why wouldn't they? You know, it's like, exactly. <laughs> why would I lose all of that? Yeah, and I feel like we share so much with our kids anyway. Yes. Like people are like, oh, you know, you're not using your skills. It's like, I mean, some, I do. Yes. I mean, in a different way. But a lot of the things that I've learned, it's like I use constantly. All the so. time. All, and we get um, to learn too. I think that's the most, um, we get to learn a variety of things sometimes and again i'm not knocking uh i'm not knocking working moms or people who you know are in a corporate life or private you know business or whatever i'm just saying if even if you work at home 
and you're you're homeschooling your children. You you still learning because you know as as they're doing school, you're doing school too. You know, yep. as they're reading books, yep. you're having conversations with them about their books. You know, yeah, no, as definitely. they're as they're learning history, you're going back to. It's like we're it's like you get a chance to go back to school, but you get a chance you get a chance to do it and and really enjoy it. You know, I think sometimes you miss some of the the beauty of school when you're young because it looks like it's funny because today I took Joan in on a school tour of a technical school by us yes and um they have like these free programs once you hit high school in our county and we got to take a tour and they went through all the classes and what they offer and I was like I want to go here (laughs) They had such cool things. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I know. It's like, you. I don't know. You get it. You get it. I think we get an opportunity to, you know, to learn again, to continue to learn. Like our learning doesn't end. And again, not saying that learning ends for others, but I don't know. It's just a different joy that you, you get to do it and you get to do it with the kids and and read. Like, I, I think I told you before, we're reading Abigail Adams and I just love reading this. You know, love reading about her life. I'm like ready to read about her husband, John Adams, you know, um, and his book. And there's some good books that just makes history just feel more real and relatable. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I really think there's something to reading um, living books, as they are called, as opposed to just a textbook. You know, you just don't yeah, get that definitely. same love for the character or relatability, relatability to the cal- to the character if, as if you were reading it in a textbook. So. I am like yeah, I mean I always feel like it's kind of distance and it brushes over it yeah um so I I definitely feel like when you delve in you get to know them more intimately it's like a different feeling than just brushing over the character and who they were in history exactly so I don't know I think I'm like Jane um it'll keep <laughs> yep <laughs> so today I was um I was reading Matthew uh, part of the the Bible reading for today was Matthew. Uh, numbers was also there, you know our numbers, but it was numbers today. Today was really numbers. <laughs> we were back to yeah. after about numbers. I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't have much on that one. But I I was um, you remember the story when they brought the 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 man who was paralyzed to Jesus, and the first thing he said to him was, "Your sins are forgiven." Yeah, and. I don't know. Today, today was, I haven't journaled in a long time, but you've been inspiring me. I'm like, if Shannon can draw some pictures and I can write some words. So <laughs> I was writing yeah. some words this morning. You I know felt what? Inspired. I feel like I've not been doing great with like writing comments. I don't know. My words have been stuck, but my art's been flowing. So I'm like, I'll take what I can get. I want to say, listen, if it's words, if it's drawing then whatever it is, but it's getting that, it's getting it out on, you know, it's getting it out on the paper. And, you know, what I, when I was reading that, it was uh, Matthew 9, verses 1 through 17. And as I was journaling, my, the title that came to my mind was First Things First. You know, like, it's like uh, Jesus, the first thing he said to him, seeing that he was paralyzed, you know, was, you know, your sins are forgiven. And he was so kind. He was like, take heart, my son. I felt like that was like a really tender moment for Jesus He's like, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. This is from the ESV version. So I'm not sure if it says that in a, in a different version. But it's like you see this, it's like you see this man who's paralyzed. And, you know, our desire as a human is to, you know, see him get his life back, you know, to be yeah. able to walk again. Because, you know, now you can walk. How many things you can do now that you can get up and go? And it's like his life could, would be totally changed just to be able to walk again. But the first thing Jesus said to him was, your sins are forgiven. So I was like, you know, and he did heal him. We know that he does heal him. But it was like the healing part was good, but the forgiveness of sins was the best part, you know, like the the first part. And I thought about then, even in that same chapter, it was talking about, um, that's, that's the part where Jesus says, you know, I didn't come to save. I didn't come to, what is it? I didn't come for those who, who aren't sick. I came for the sin. Like, like if um, you know, I, I wish I wrote it down. Um, it's when he says, 
those who are well have no need for a physician. A physician, yeah. yes. Oh, I was trying to think. Of yes. Like, I know, I know. Yes, yes. he says, right? Yes. So he says, um, you know, what he come, what he came for is, you know, for the sinners, right? So it made me yeah. think, again, first things first, you know? So yes, it's not like, it maybe it's not, if you're, if you're righteous and you don't need saving, great, which we know that's not true. But yeah. first things first, I'm here for the sinners, you know, so I'm here for those who do need me. And it just made me think again, first things first, you know, and it, it reminded me of the, the parable of the, the prodigal son, but from the, from the brother's perspective, you know, like Jesus went after, you know, the, the father went was glad to see the son come back home, you know, even though he was gone and made a mess of his life. Right. And while the brother was home doing the right thing. I always kind of had a problem with that. I'm like, it, it, I mean, I get it. I get it. But it's like, you kind of have to understand where they were coming from. But I think it goes back to the first things first. You know, I, I too have had a problem with it. Um, but that's just because I... I would like God to be the God that, you know, that rewards you for, you know, uh, you know, I like to get my, my little star on the fridge, you know, yep. <laughs> good job, Janice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he it's, and he was saying, in, in, I mean, in the story, the prodigal son, yes, you are, you're good. You know, you've always been with me. It's that, but it's welcoming the one to come home. So again, first things first, you know, the first thing is, is, you know, that, the, that this one has come home. Like, yes, it's good that you've always been with me, but glad, but you know, that, I don't know, maybe think of that. So today my, my words were first things first, like Jesus did the first things first. Yeah. I was reading in Isaiah and I don't really have like a I don't have so much a comment, but I was reading it and I just feel like it's so visual that I feel like that's going to be my next inspiration for drawing something when I get a chance. Mm. But let me just read it to you. So it's from Isaiah 61, um, verse 3 and... Oh, it's just verse 3. Okay. So it says... Um, oh, actually it starts in 2. Okay. To proclaim a year of the Lord's favor in the day of vengeance of our God... To comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Oh. And uh, I just think of like he's just taking us and making us beautiful and like how he's like almost like he's painting us into being something gorgeous and it, it, I don't know it's just like you just kind of visualize that and I was like oh I kind of want to do a drawing incorporating that verse or something Ooh, I don't know I Isaiah Isaiah is like poetry and just reading through it just like really makes me feel inspired to kind of just like I don't know like I picture things in my mind I kind of just want to see it on paper you know you're the one who's inspiring me to want to read Isaiah again and I did add it to <laughs> my added I added it to my regular reading but I've been doing it slowly. But yeah, I you know like when you come, then you you know you're in, you mentioned something that you've read from Isaiah, or you you know you're um like you just how, just how you talk about Isaiah, it's like I, it makes me want to read it again. Um, I mean, there's a lot of depressing stuff in Isaiah. Yeah, there yeah. is. But after I feel like after everything that he says, that's like gets you down like he says something really good to like build you back up again yep. so I feel like that's how you kind of get through it like you have a moment of feeling like well this is heavy like this is hard to hear you know and this is me and then it turns around and just talks about like his love for you and you're like whoa you know yes. if I ever doubted for a minute like Isaiah is the book to go to because he tells you I love you yes. and you're like okay like he said it it's here in black and white <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually behind in my numbers reading, and I feel terrible about that. I am catching up slowly. I'm actually just trying to do more each morning. That yeah. way I can catch up, because I don't want to fall too far behind. Numbers has not been my favorite book. <laughs> um, actually, think. it's um, kind of... It, 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 it was doing all right, because it has the story, when you get there, of, of, of Balaam. I, when, when you get there, I let's talk about that. I do love that, that yes. story. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do love that story. And you know what? It bothers me, because this guy's, like, beating his donkey. Yes. 
and you're just like mad at him because you're like, how dare you, this donkey. And then the donkey has to talk. Actually, it's funny. Have you ever heard of Judy Rogers? No, who's Judy Rogers? Okay, she's um, a songwriter for children. And she wrote a song about Balaam the donkey. Did she? To, it's, I think it's on YouTube. You can probably find it. Um, we have the CD because the boys really like a lot of her stuff. And uh, anyway, it's just, it's funny. And it was like, it talks about, what is it? Um, basically, like, you need to evaluate yourself before you get to the point where a donkey needs to talk. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. If the donkey starts talking, you're at a really bad You've place. You've gone too far. <laughs> You're in a really bad place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought was interesting is that I've, I've, a couple of things I found with that. One um, was just how amazing God is. Like he he can make the, you know, like we know donkeys don't usually talk, but to. F- it reminds me of, do you remember when uh, Jesus comes in? Um, where does he come into Jerusalem on the donkey? On the donkey, right? yep. And the soldiers are complaining because he's caused such an uproar. Everybody's, you know, shouting Hosanna. Hosanna, and, yes. And, you know, cheering him. And they were like, you know, how dare you cause this uproar? And he said, if these people were not cheering, the, the, rocks, the rocks would. I know. That's and not- you're just like, whoa, you know, but that's the thing. It's like. He can really make anything. It, it, it was just like, it's such a strange concept when you're like, you know, when he said that, you're like, wow. Yes. Like, and it's, so, and I, but it just shows you like, I don't know, just. The, it seems more likely a donkey would talk than a rock. So. <laughs> Both of them are kind of way out there. So I'm impressed by either one. <laughs> But yes, the rock, the rock, yes, totally the rock. I feel like I'd be more disturbed by the rock than like the donkey. The donkey would be like, all right, I mean, I did see Dr. Doolittle. I'm about to say, you've been watching a lot of um, kids show that has talking animals probably. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, you know, I have seen this. Rocks, not so much. I thought it was interesting that God uses anybody because we know that, well, we know that. But, you know, when you see it, it's just like, you know, he can use anybody for his um, for his purpose. And it's like Balaam was like a prophet for hire, you know, and he wasn't he never really talked to God. But the fact that God would use him anyway to, you know, to deliver his message, I thought was I don't know. It just shows you God can use anybody. But it makes you definitely think, like, am I listening? Right. Because sometimes we're like, you know, God's not talking. He can't speak to me. But it's like you wonder how often he's using somebody or something to speak to you. And you're just actually ignoring the message. (laughs) Like like Balaam on the donkey. (laughs) Yep, exactly. It's so true. I don't I don't know. I felt like with with that. I, a part of me was like, why did he use Balaam? Why do you have to use, you know, Balaam to, so please, you know, like that would make Balaam look like he was real, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm thinking, I think of Balaam probably was like the psychic network, you know, like maybe he, <laughs> he might be able to say some, I don't know, or maybe he had dealings with the devil why he's able to, cause he was a famous, a famous prophet actually in the numbers commentary I was reading uh, maybe like in the 1960s or something, they uncovered uh, something where there was a uh, inscription with a stone with his name on it. Like they were like, um, like he was really a famous prophet back yeah. in the day. So I'm not sure where he was getting his information from because it wasn't, you know, it was just that one time that we saw God spoke to him. Yeah. But he, he was, I don't know. It's like, why did, because it's like, it's like God used him, so it almost probably made him even more famous, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, oh, so he really is because God talked to him. But, I mean, mm-hmm. listen, who knows and understands God's way but God. But I guess what I what I learned about God in that is, and in, is that his no matter what man's purpose is, his, his purpose always prevails, you know? And so, you know, they want this, uh, what was it, Balak wanted to have um, Balaam condemn the the Israelites but it's like you yeah. know you can't you can't like he <laughs> he kept his yeah. promise He's like, it showed how faithful he is because he kept his promise even though they yeah. were still grumbling because we know that they were still grumbling 
Yeah, that's all um, I and <laughs> Actually, in the previous chapter, they were grumbling because there wasn't water and they got Moses in trouble because Moses, you know, struck the rock instead of speaking, yeah. speaking to the rock. Um, but, you know, even with that, he still was yeah. faithful to keep his promise and like, no, I'm not going to, you know, curse them. So again, when I read, I'm always looking out for how faithful he is, how he's a God who keeps his promises. And, you know, that's what I saw for him there. Like he's not going to, even though they're getting on his nerves, he's not going to, you know, break his promise with them. Even though it would have been easy just to say, let this, you know, Balak just, you know, demolish them, but. Nope, they fought them and they actually won. So it has been funny because reading numbers and seeing how these people are not faithful to God and how at every turn they're questioning him. And then it's like, are you going to Isaiah, which is, you know, years in the future then? And they haven't really improved. They're now worshiping idols again. And (laughs) he's upset again. And, you know, and it's, but uh, it's interesting too because you end up, which. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I know it's coming. Is that King, because Isaiah is saying this is what's going to happen, so you know it's going to happen. Is that King Cyrus is going to release them from their bondage of Babylon, and they are going to go back. Oh, no, it's not Babylon. It's Persia. Persia, yep. Yeah. Release them from Persia, and they're going to go back and rebuild the temple. And you almost think like God uses Cyrus. So therefore like, what does that say about Cyrus? But then he makes a lot of comments to let you know, like Cyrus was not a saved King. Like he right. wasn't one of God's. And it's like, that's very interesting. He could have used anyone. Yeah. He chose to use this King. Yes. Again, like he's just so uses it's, whoever it's, he wants. Yeah. It's not always like, Oh, it means anything. Like he can just really use anyone to get his will accomplished. So, and I think I think that's important Shannon that you said that cuz sometimes, you know, people get really, you know, riled up in our modern times, you know, like who is the who is the political leader and who is, you know, who's going to be president and but it's like God can use anybody. He tells us, yep. you know, that yep. all, um he ordains all, you know, all nations, all, you know. So it's so it doesn't matter who yep. is there his his purpose because will he's be still fulfilled. on his throne yes yep. yes and he will and he will use whatever whoever's on whoever to do whatever he whatever his purpose is you know and yep. so it's like i you know what I, I have such an appreciation again i think is maybe because i'm older now and me you know you're reading the bible from a different perspective but i i have so much of a appreciation from um just what I'm learning about him, you know, to yeah. just try to see how I can see how it, you know, how it applies to, to how the Bible is timeless. You know, it's just like, yeah. it, you, you hear these themes, you read about these different themes and it's just, it, it's timeless. It's like things that are still going on. And I always think about, I'm like, what is my Egypt? You know, like how they're always like, you know, oh, it was so much better in the past. <laughs> it's yep, like, was exactly. it really? Was it? Was it? Yeah. You, you were. <laughs> oh, it's funny not to go back into Jane Eyre, but um, it's spoken about. Remember, um, oh, what's that guy? The guy that we don't like. What's his name? Um, Sinjin. Sinjin. It's a strange name. It is a strange name. Um, he talks to her and he tells her, oh, don't be like Lot's wife. Remember oh, he tells yes, her that? Oh, yes, he did. Do not look <laughs> do back. Do not look back. That's like, yes. oh, my goodness. He <laughs> yes. did say that. And it's like, it's of the all same, the people to the say same, that to, like, Jay right? is the most, like, righteous person. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same idea, though, even with the... Um, with the Israelites, they keep looking back and being like, ah, oh, we would have been better off in Egypt. We should have stayed in Egypt. Yes. We had more variety of food and we could have water and things were good. And yes. like, now we're just going to die in the wilderness. <laughs> um, so like they spend so much time looking back that they can't even appreciate what is right in front of them. That God which was is, with them. Yeah. Like amazing. <laughs> you know? But I think about that myself, you know, and even like 
you know, I moved from a state to a new state. And when I first moved here, I had so many moments of being like, oh, I can't go to this place or I can't attend that or I did this every year. And yes. now I won't like I kind of was like living in the past a little bit and like not letting go and being open to you have new opportunities and and even just like, oh, I don't know anybody and not being open to the fact like, well, there's new people to meet. And, you know, yes. it's like, so I I've I've been lots like <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have definitely seen that where it's like, OK, you need to let go. That was great. That was your past. But like this is your future. And what do you want that to look like? And it's so true. But and I think these stories just kind Kind of they help you to remember that because I, I feel the same way too it's like when I'm ready to say oh my goodness you know things are going to get hard you know and then it's like no Janice look at has God not provided for you you yeah. know has he not were you not just being thankful for for his provisions all this time so to 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 think that he's going to you know um not take care of you that's just ridiculous. You know, like if you stop and you just think about it, it's like, well, he's been faithful all along. Why would, you know, why would I start to go looking back, uh, but looking back and, and in the, in the opposite way of looking, looking back and saying, Oh, he did this, but he's not going to do, you know, how, why hasn't he done it? It's kind of like the water thing, yep. you know? Cause I always, I did think like what I, when I was reading the, the numbers chapter with the water and they're like, Oh, we have no water. And I'm like, why didn't God give them water, right? Yeah. Because he like, yeah. but he like, no, he's like, okay, I'm going to test yeah. these people. I'm not going to give yeah. them water. But we've been yeah. here before. We've been in a time when there was no water and yeah. then you made you water, right? Water. Yeah. Was, so it's like, why would this time be any different? And again, <laughs> what do they do? Instead of asking, you know, or saying, I know he will provide, yeah. they immediately start to complain. Yep. And I think, how ridiculous. But then I look at myself yep. and I'm like, how many times have I done the I same thing? I know I have. <laughs> he's been there. He's been faithful. Yes. And then I sit there whining and complaining <laughs> instead of being like, okay, God, you've done this before. You can do it again. Nope. That's not what I do. I sit there and being like, this isn't fair. Why am I going through this? I don't understand. I've already dealt with enough. (laughs) That's why I think the Old Testament is such a beautiful thing to read. Like I know there's sometimes people who just read the New Testament, but man, you have to, you have to go back and read the Old Testament if you haven't read it in a while, because you will see yourself your, your Egypt moments, <laughs> your wilderness moments. <laughs> and I mean, I, I guess we can all appreciate the fact that like, <laughs> I was just talking about this with somebody that like, we don't get struck down immediately when we intentionally sin. No. You know, like mm-hmm. them, it was like an intentional sin was death. Yeah. Yeah. Only the unintentional sins could be forgiven yeah. by a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Would I even be alive right now? You know? know, it's like, would I even survive? Oh my goodness, I am for it. Let's <laughs> let's put let's get T-shirts that say, "You must reread the Old Testament. Just go yeah. back and reread it again because it's worth it. You see yourself. You it, but it, you know what? It makes me want to. It makes me. It makes me make that firm decision to say, "I am going to trust you. You are faithful." You mm-hmm. have been, you know, I, it forces me to look at what I have in the present and stay in the present and, and just stay, and not, and don't even go too much in the future. Cause a lot of times they worried about the, you know, the future too, but right now it's like, just it's today. Today's enough. <laughs> Today's it's problems so are sufficient. <laughs> so while I was on vacation, the twins were struggling with their sleep because they were in a different environment. And for some reason, that was just throwing them off, not being in their own beds, in their own room. And, <laughs> and honestly, we were, you know, maybe eating sweets later than we should and we were staying out past what they're used to like it was just a lot of things we weren't as structured as yep. we normally are That's vacation. um exactly but they're two so like they can't really like <laughs> rationalize no, it all no so you put them to bed they fall right to sleep because they're exhausted but then it's like they're waking up because they're just not used to the environment yep the, so a couple of nights I was up at like two in the morning trying to get them to go back down three in the morning trying to get them to go back down so we had some really rough nights and then the one night I hadn't even gone to bed yet it was probably 11 o'clock and I probably should have been in bed but I, I don't know I was unwinding myself <laughs> yes. and one of them wakes up and I'm just like 
I can't do this. No. Like, I honestly can't do this. Like, I'm so exhausted. And if we start at 11, like, what time am I going to bed? Yep. So I'm just laying there and I just start praying and I'm just like, God, you know, I'm exhausted. You know, I can't, yeah. I can't right now. Like, yes. You are capable of giving this baby sleep. Like, you are capable of calming whatever is upsetting him right now, his soul, whatever this is. Yes. And putting him back to sleep because this is what I need and I believe that this this can be done. Like, you know, and I was really just, I was praying. I'm like, I just, I don't know if I can do another night of this. Like, yep. and I'm just praying and praying and praying and all of a sudden it gets quiet and I'm like, Okay, so I continue to pray like God, give him rest, help him to sleep through the night and have good dreams and, you know, comfort him because I can't, (laughs) And uh, you know, and it was funny. That was it. He was asleep. I got up the next morning and they slept in till what was it like seven o'clock? And I was like, thank you. I woke up and I was just like, God is good. He is good. He is faithful. And even in the small things that really, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, that's your prayer. But yes, I needed it. I needed it so desperately. You don't understand. You know, that was my water in the desert right there. I was like, "Uh, I need this. Because I, I can't keep going with this limited sleep. And then, like, the activities we were doing for the day was, like, hiking and yeah. water parks yes. and swimming. And, like, I was like, like how are they I'm, not, how are you not tired? I, I am going to snap <laughs> and it's not going to be pretty. So I was just, like, and I he, was so grateful. It, I was so grateful for that sleep more than anything else. I think, and you know, that it it, it, it makes you look at Jesus in, in another light, too, like, you know, that's the hymn, what a friend we have in Jesus, you know, because it's kind of yeah. like you're going to your friend and like, can you take over on this yeah. shift? Yeah. No, that's really what it was. It was like, can you do it tonight? Can you do it tonight? Like, can you take the baby? Because I just, I can't get up with him. And I know if I go in there, the other one's going to wake up and there's going to be two of them and it's going to be a whole thing. Like, I'm like, you got to care for the baby tonight. <laughs> it really was. It's it really the small was. things and, the, and the, the small things and the big things and everything. It's just beautiful. I'm so glad that we are on this journey and you you know just continuing and reading and and sharing what we learn because it just kind of re as we talk about it it reinforces you know why why it is important to read the bible and yeah. also just having someone to share that with so no, i'm so glad that we're on this journey me and it keeps me on track and i feel like it, I read more intentionally yes. because there's times where you're reading to be like, okay, I got to, you know, check the boxes. I can be that person. that's like, okay, what's my checklist? Let's do this. <laughs> and instead of being intentional, it's more like just getting it done. And I have been, since I know we're going to discuss it, reading with intention of like, okay, what can I take from this or what stands out to me or yes. what, you know, just what do I walk away with? Any good thoughts or bad thoughts or any thoughts at all? You I know. know. So it's like I'm thinking while reading. It's not just like this mindless of like reading through it. So that's been really good. For and it's me always, because- and you know, what's interesting is that we always, you know, not always, but sometimes, you know, each person has a different perspective and it's like, oh, you know, I never really thought about that aspect. Definitely. And, you know, so it's, it's good to, it's good to share. So we're encouraging anyone who's listening to, you know, read the, to please read the Bible, but read a Bible with a friend or friends and just enjoy it. It, does. And like, it makes a difference. It does. It makes a difference. It does, you know, and it's, it's been good. So I can't wait. I mean, no matter where you are, we'll still be able to talk. Um, yeah, no, definitely. It, so. And like I said, I'm slowly trying to bridge the gap that happened during vacation. And, and I have to say, I have a little bit of guilt. I really thought I was going to do good. I'm like, I'm going to get up and when I drink my coffee, I'm going to like, that's been my routine. It's kind of like, if you're going to drink coffee, you get to like read your, like read your Bible and drink your coffee because every day you drink your coffee. So I kind of was like tying the two together, but on vacation, I was like drinking coffee on the go and just, I don't know. I was all over it's the different. place. It's different. It's different. Yeah. I mean, I it's real. I completely fell off the wagon. I, I, like, I, it's honest that it's real. Much. I can't say that, you know, you know how people are like, oh, when I go away, I'm going to go to the gym in the morning time. And yeah, you know, it's exactly. like, yeah, it's not happening. Happen. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting up early and doing that. No. 
Yeah, it was funny because my mom in the car ride, she was like, how would you do with your Bible reading this week? And I'm like, oh, I have a confession. I didn't do good. And she's like, me neither. Oh, she's like, oh, she's we had a little confession time to each other. And we're like, oh, what happened? But, I mean, she was just in the thick of it as I was. Yes, it was yes, like, yes, yes. We were both, like, struggling. <laughs> we really were. But uh, now you're back. Was, yeah, exactly. You're it was back. back. And we're like, we're both like, all right, we're going to do back. this. We're getting back on track. Yeah. That's so. what I'm talking about. So then, all right. So for next week, we're going to continue. We're going to finish up our Jane Austen. Oh, I can't Jane wait till Air. we talk. Yes. About. Jane oh, Jane. will be done. I keep saying Jane Austen. Why do I say Jane Austen? Because you keep thinking about it. Me too. I'm kind of like, when are we doing Jane Austen? <laughs> No, Shanna, that wasn't our next book. We I know, that's not. That's not. We, we keep, keep adding books in this book list. So that's, I, already have, I already have more stuff written from uh, the last time. I know, and I keep throwing books. I'm like, okay, well, maybe Shanna might want to recommend a book. <laughs> but so we're, we'll, we'll finish up our Jane Eyre, mm-hmm. which I, I, I got to say, at this point in my life, this day... This is the best love story ever. <laughs> yeah. It really has everything. I feel like this has been like the greatest love story besides, you know, the love story of Jesus and the Bible for us. But man, second to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this story. I love the love that they have. I love it. I love it. So I can't wait till we talk about the end of it. I also like that they're just very odd characters. Like... You get very attached to them, but they're very just strange. Both of them are strange in their ways. I like Jane and Mr. Rochester. They're just very odd people. But like, I feel like that's relatable they, to me. I was about to say, are like, they really I feel odd? like I'm a strange person, I so say, I just feel right? like I relate to them very well. <laughs> you know, it's like a you know the character where the woman is you know beautiful and you know and I yeah I, and the man is handsome and you know like she's yeah, it's plain like all perfection. Yes, it's all yeah. exactly. They're just regular. I mean, and that's the thing. This is not superficial for them at all because neither of them find each other attractive exactly and so it's like <laughs> but they the fact not that physically it's like deeper, but there is still attraction there like they're attracted to each other but it's not it's like the mental stimulation yeah like the fact that they can have real talk like that's what really just i don't know draws them to each other but i think you know what shanna i think it's not even so much that they are attracted to each other like I mean, she knows that he's not handsome, I guess. I, I, I'm, i like, trying to picture in my mind what he looks like because she, she keeps saying he's ugly. But yeah, she, like, described his forehead. And I don't know. All of a sudden, a little bizarre. I'm like, I can't really picture <laughs> this. He, and my mind is not looking good. <laughs> but I think that's... But you know what? I That's, that's the purity of that love. Because, you know, like, someone can be... Maybe other people might think he's unattractive. And maybe maybe he was attractive, but in those days, maybe men, what you would consider attractive was not, he didn't fall in that category. And even Jane, maybe maybe she didn't look as pretty as all the other women, but she was probably in her own way, you know, uh, attractive. But the fact that they could see It's funny because that, she mentions the fact that like, like women who are plump and stuff, like they were just more attractive during that time because she references her... Um, her cousin Georgiana or whatever and she was like oh she had gotten quite plump and like and like yes. she was so and she just talks about how beautiful she is and I'm like that's just so funny and meanwhile Jane is like so thin and all this stuff and yes like, and, and I'm just like I'm so changed. backwards now I'm <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like oh I'd be quite attractive <laughs> back in those days like, oh me too <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's man. true but it's yeah. but i love that they can see like they're not they're they maybe they're both not attractive but they were beyond that you know it's like i want real love i'm yeah. i'm willing to over i don't want to say overlook because i don't think it, i don't feel like she's settling i honestly I don't, don't feel it like matter she's to her like it didn't yes, matter it to didn't her matter. Look like, like yes. she wasn't about looks that wasn't something that she was it was really about like, mental stimulation yes like, he was somebody who intrigued her and their conversations were deeper. And it was just all of that was enough for her to be like, you know, and, and the way yeah. that he treated and her, she had never her. felt loved before. Yes. And, but, the, but the thing is, he, he's like, you know, high society and, mm-hmm. you know, so you would think that he would want that, you know, high society woman. But he fell in love with her, you yeah. know, like 
just her. And again, and she's he plain. Said he had never met anybody like her. Like no. that was a thing too. And he had I been around him. a lot of women. Yeah. yeah she he definitely him very had. Well. Yeah. And so he had experience with lots of people and still it was her, you know. So Yes, but Bron- I think Bronte is a um excellent excellent storyteller excellent character development yeah she she creates some oh very interesting characters but it's funny because every character that she introduces talks about spirituality and religion and the bible and i find that very funny and even even um the pastor guy um she talks about um oh mr brockle somebody no um the missionary guy. Oh, St. Jin. Sinjin. Sinjin. Sinjin, yeah. <laughs> I'll get his name yet. Um, he does a sermon, and she's, like, contemplating his sermon. And, like, she just brings so much about the Bible. into. it's just very interesting. Every character kind of touches on that. I find that interesting. And, and maybe next time we'll talk about, um, we will talk about how different people have interpreted, you know, um, her writing, because I, I, some people look at it as a, you know, a, a feminist type, um, you know, woman power to yeah. to Jane. But I don't know that that was her intention. I think, um, but we'll talk about that next time. I, okay. I, we'll, we'll talk about yeah, that next definitely. time. Yeah, definitely. But she, I I don't, like, if, we, if we're looking at her worldview, you know, we could see many times she's made her central character you know, stick to her morals. You know, Jane's decisions yep. were made based off of morals. Yeah. And um, she could have, she could have, the only thing, the only thing I would say that maybe there was a little bit of, like Jane was really devoted to, like her love for, she really loved Mr. Rochester. But I, I don't know. I don't, I guess because she did not choose him, because she chose to leave and not live a sinful life with him, you know, um, that was that was a character choice that that Bronte made for her, too. You know, because yep. the story could have easily went that way also. Yep. But she chose not to make it go that way, you yep. know. Um, so I, I think she she was writing from a, um, a certain worldview, you know, that may not necessarily be um, what the modern um, what the modern worldview things about yeah, women and I, their roles. I definitely agree. I think if it was rewritten for this for this day and age, it yeah. would have had a whole different story. Yes, I I really so. think so. And um and it would have and because it, it wasn't yeah, I, we'll talk about that with the next one. We'll okay. talk about that yeah. with the next one. Yeah. But um so okay. I think we are we started with Jane Eyre, we ended with we Jane We ended with Jane Eyre. So How do we like end up coming rat. back to Jane Eyre? <laughs> greatest love yeah. story ever if you have not read anyone listening if you have not read jane Eyre, you must read it you must read it and if you don't like it the first time you read it you must reread it <laughs> <laughs> so that's our challenge to you <laughs> that's our ch- exactly you must reread it you have read it to. until you love it like we just, do. <laughs> exactly <laughs> as I, I was um i was telling you before there was um i think her name was rosario butter Butterfield, I probably yep, said her name that's wrong. That's right. Yeah, but she says, you know, you really, you really a good book. You have to reread many times. You just, you yeah. just have to reread it many times. Um, you know, if it's a if a book is good, you just don't read it once. You have to go back and reread it many times. And I, I would agree with that. So, but definitely, if you don't love Jane Eyre, you must go back and reread it because it's the greatest love story. I'm going to put. We'll it have there. to put Jane Eyre at the end of our book list, so when we get to through all the books. We'll I- I would totally read it again. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right. We are so happy that you listened in and joined in us, joined us in this conversation. If I can speak, (laughs) is joined in a word? (laughs) We've had had a long week. I had a vacation and I still feel like we've had a long week. We're just thankful we were able to record this because uh, I wasn't I wasn't sure for a minute there if that was even going to happen. So, <laughs> but we're so glad you joined us, and we hope that you will continue to join us and join in and read with us as we're reading too. And you know, if we are, I don't know what I want to say, Shan. I think I want to change that again. <laughs> 
We, we, hope so- you in- we inspire you to read and keep reading. Yes. Yes. We hope you. Yes. That's exactly what we hope. <laughs> All right, Shannon, maybe you should say the ending. I can't say it. <laughs> We're so glad. Don't you give up us. on your kids. <laughs> Don't give up on your kids. When you go away on vacation, pray. Yes. <laughs> pray your way through that. You may survive. And when you and if and and make time to read. Um, I'm always I'm I'm always impressed, Shanna, that you make time to read. You know, so uh, I've actually found it to be really good for myself. I didn't always. Yeah. And. Maybe this is an easier season in my life. I don't know. Although I've also discovered audiobooks. Yes. Which it's funny because as a kid, I was a huge, like, they put books on cassettes and then onto CDs. And I used to listen to all those. Yes. Um, and now it's even easier. But um, I don't know. I just, I didn't think of it. I was just so, like, caught up in mommyhood and losing myself into that. And so now I'm, like, slowly pulling myself out of that and starting yes. to. Yes. So, I mean, I do a lot of reading with my kids and I do love that. But being able to read this just for myself has been just really good for me. (laughs) For me, being able to read it with a friend who's reading it too and loves it too, I'm in heaven. (laughs) Yeah, this has been so much fun. I've actually never done this before, which is surprising. So exciting. So So, I'm excited. I can't wait. Did we pick our next book? We did pick our next book. We did. We did, right? We did, right? Yes, okay, yes, good. Yes, we've agreed. I think we've agreed. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> I think we good. finally agreed. Oh, my goodness. Um, you'll get to pick the next one, Shanna. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're so glad and happy that you're listening. Stay tuned, and we'll see you next time. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.